I want to welcome Agile XRM to the podcast. I've known the people at Agile XRM for the past 12 years. I've seen how their business process management tool can add massive value to complex organizational processes in sectors such as finance and government. If you have complex processes or a need for dialogues on the Power Platform or Dynamics 365, take a look at how this BPM tool can add value. You can find them at agilexrm.com or check out the show notes for more details. Welcome to the MVP show. Full show notes for this episode can be found at nz365guy.com forward slash 277. Before we chat with today's guest, here's a quick message from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by the 90-Day Mentoring Challenge. And of course, what I'm referring to is me, the program that I've been running now for some time. I cover the following key areas to grow your career. Communications, consulting, technology, Microsoft, communities, engagement, personal brand, and career paths. If you want to be mentored in the next 90-Day Mentoring Challenge, go to nz365guide.com forward slash mentor. Now let's get on with the show. Well, today's MVP is from Seattle, Washington. He works for our... SMUS as a consumer product senior analyst. He's a first-time MVP. He was a staff accountant, can you believe it, from 2009 to 2011 before he jumped into IT. He has a YouTube channel called The Bacon Bites. You can find him on his website called thebaconbites.com or on Twitter at Seth T. Bacon. Seth Bacon, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mark. Excited to be here. Mate, good to have you, good to have you on here. Of course, we've, we've chatted a lot over the years. Um, pre-MVP, good to see you're an MVP now. And uh, how's life for you in Seattle, Washington at the moment? It's good. It's busy. Um, <clears throat> the past nine months or so with, uh, you know, with COVID and sort of everything changing has been uh, exciting. Getting the MVP in that time frame has been exciting. Um, purchased my first house during that time. Um, and so that was exciting. And then welcome a, ch- a child as well. And so it's been, 2020 has been a good year. It's been a a little bit crazy, but it's been a good year. Yeah, yeah. Wow, you've beat me to get the baby on board. Mine's due in about six weeks' time. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so interesting times, interesting times. Tell me, what do you do when you're not working, apart from obviously being a full-time dad and, and, and a good wife carer, I assume, at the moment? What do you do for... You know, for when you want to check out and have some downtime. Yeah. So when the kids are in bed and the wife uh, is in bed uh, or, or relaxing, it's uh, I jump on the computer and uh, I play video games. And so um, I actually follow follow Jonas's son, uh, Bravado. And so he plays League of Legends. And that's something that uh, is easy to get in and out of and takes half an hour or so. And so it's quick to like, jump in for a game or two and go. Okay, so you are playing. You're not like, or are you watching Twitch and stuff like that as well? It depends. It depends if I have the time or not. So if I have the time, I'll play and if I'm at home. Uh, But if we're uh, away for whatever reason or or visiting family or something like that, uh, then I'll I'll just watch the games. So so this is the thing, right? How addictive is watching something like Twitch and watching somebody else play? Uh, It's just like watching uh, a lot of other sports, uh, only that you can watch them sort of year round. Uh, They're people that are very engaging and they're very entertaining. Uh, as a part of it. And then uh, a lot of them have skill sets. And so it was interesting. I got into watching video games being played uh, because they were playing levels I would never play. Right. And so they spend thousands of hours and that's something I would never do. 
And when I finally explained that to my wife, she was like, okay, no, that's fine. You can watch that because uh, I don't want you spending that time playing the game. Uh, and so it was neat seeing sort of the ends of, of games you, you dabble with. So, yeah. 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 So what's League of Legends all about? Yeah. So League of Legends is uh, five versus five. And so it's it's been around for a while now and it's uh, it's it's quite popular. There's a lot of different esports um, tournaments going on. And so the Worlds is going on right now. And so it's uh, there's different uh, characters and they, the characters get added kind of multiple times throughout the year and everybody has different abilities and and stuff like that. And so it's uh, there's a lot of uh, quick moving uh, and twitch reactions um, to get to get um, your, your hits in. And but at the same time, there's a lot of uh, team uh, building and understanding sort of how do you who do you pick if the other team picks somebody else? And so how do you counter pick? around that. And so there's a lot of strategy around that. And it, it's really sort of started because of my brother's play as well. And so it was an opportunity where throughout the U.S. And so an opportunity for everybody to jump on um, family of four boys. And so mm-hmm, had mm-hmm. the opportunity to interact with them. And that was kind of a, a great opportunity to keep that friendship going. So so that's interesting. You know, I started um, playing online and as in my own servers and stuff like that with you know, I've got a, a son that's uh, 15 years old now, and he got into Minecraft when, you know, he was uh, under 10 years of age. And so naturally I built him a Minecraft server. He could invite his mates on there. It was kind of, you know, so it wasn't kind of like on mainstream servers and stuff. And um, what I found really interesting as a way to, you know, because he lived with his mother and I was overseas as well for quite a bit of that, Um it was a good way to communicate and and talk while you were doing something. So you weren't just sitting down and having an eyeball chat, but I could still spend time with him, chat, talk, talk about all sorts of things, you know, when it was just him and me, you know, on the servers playing AI or whatever. And, and it's interesting because I feel like why Twitch and stuff has done so well, it's kind of like the virtual the virtual pub, it's a place where you can chat with your mates and things like that about all sorts of things, but while you're kind of carrying out a mission, you know? <laughs> exactly, or, you yeah. Know? It's um, team building, yeah. Yeah, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been neat. We did it um, as kids growing up, right? We had one controller. Everybody would sit around and, and watch the one person play. And as a team, we would, we would coach and, and say, go that way or go this way. And so, yeah, it's been – there's a community around there, and, and it builds that friendship. I actually did – um, I had some people that I manage. And so instead of during this time and having the, you know, the, the normal face-to-face WebEx chat or whatever, um, we actually jumped on and was, we're playing video games. And so that's how we were like sort of doing our connect. And instead of just sitting there looking at each other for half an hour, let's go play around to something. Uh, and so that was uh, a neat way to connect and kind of break up the monotony. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So, you know, in the introduction there, I talked to you about you being an accountant and then obviously you've moved into tech. Tell me about that career transition. How did it come about? How did you kind of transition from, you know, being an accountant? I assume you're not an accountant now, but tell me, what was that journey for you um, coming into, you know, the Microsoft ecosystem and particularly Microsoft business applications? In college, I, I was doing just sort of a general business major and uh, had a mentor say, hey, if, you, if you're if you serious about doing business, you should do accounting. And even if you never get uh, a CPA or go on, 
uh, accounting is the language of business. And so you'll understand debits and credits and um, how inventory is created and all that kind of good stuff. And I was like, okay. And it, I did well in it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the puzzle of accounting. I enjoyed trying to figure out the different pieces of it. Um, and then coming out of college, I, I had an opportunity to work at a small company. It was in uh, 2009 when I graduated. So the the Great Recession uh, had hit. And so um, didn't go into public accounting, but went into uh, being a staff accountant. And so um, did the bookkeeping and stuff like that and started automating things as a part of the process. And so I was like, well, if we do this and we track it here uh, on Excel, we could do all this kind of stuff. And I, I think I took one computer class in college, freshman year. Um, and so um, so I was doing that kind of stuff. And they're like, actually, just just enter the numbers, just do that. And uh, eventually I realized that that was not fulfilling and it was not something I wanted to do long term. And they're like, well, we just implemented a CRM system. And so they had just implemented CRM um, 2011 on premise. Um, and RSM is the one that had implemented it. I was like, I have no idea what this is, but sure, um, I'll, I'll get into it. And so went over to IT and um, started out learning at how to how do you take data out of the system? And so that's where I learned SQL sort of on the job and, and how do you bring that out? And then had the opportunity to help onboard uh, a new department. And so that was kind of the, the first taste of a being a, a system administrator and a solution architect. And so that was really neat gathering those business requirements, seeing it all the way through to the end. Um, and then had an opportunity to, to come to RSM uh, shortly thereafter and start to learn to do it for other other businesses. And that was what attracted me is just the, the variety that is in business and how people can use the same tool um, differently. And that goes back to the, that concept of an XRM, right? Uh, back in the day, we would talk about it all the time. And so how do we track these items and how do we track the relationships? Um, in an early, uh, you know, 2012 and even through 2015, it was all about getting off of Excel or getting a central database. And it's gone so much more beyond that now, but it's it, that's where it kind of started. And now I got into the Microsoft, did a little with NetSuite because the accounting background and the ERP. Uh, and what's funny is initially I was like, this is in the cloud. You can't like pull the same data. This is really painful. Like, no, I want to go back to to CRM because it's on-premise. I can touch the SQL database. And now I'm like, don't let me touch the SQL database. I don't want to see that anymore. So yeah, it's been neat. What, was there a particular point that you had that eureka moment that, you know what, I'm not going to carry on a career in accounting. I'm going to switch. Was there like a particular day that like, yes, you were working on the technology in your business, but you thought, you know what, I could make this my main gig. Um, I, I think that was after I'd been at RSM for a little bit. Uh, wow. I knew. Wow. So it was, I thought it would be pre RSM, not after. No. Yeah. So there was definitely a point where I knew I was not supposed to be an accountant. And so I, I got an official like sort of, um, reprimand or an official sort of like, Hey, like it's not working out. You're, you being an accountant is not working out. And so that was a big blow because, you know, you do well in school and then you get your first job and, and you're trying to do the best you can, uh, but you're distracted by automating things. Um, and so then I tested the waters, like like I said, and then um, after I'd been at RSM for a couple of years, that's when I realized, actually, I, I'm fairly good at this and I really enjoy it. Um, and it's still, I mean, hopefully none of my, uh, hopefully my employer doesn't listen to this, but uh, I still am surprised that I get paid to do this because I love it so much. And it's something in the morning you, you get up and you're excited to do it. Um, and so that's, yeah, when I when you have that feeling every day, you know, you know you're in the right place. 
Yeah. So tell me about what's the core tech now that you kind of specialize in and, you know, we've got 30 odd products now in our, in, in our back pocket with biz apps. What is kind of your, you know, go-to expertise area in the suite of 30 odd products? Yeah, it's nice being at RSM because we have so many people here. Uh, we have 400 plus Dynamics um, people. Yeah, it's a it's a large organization here. And so that opportunity to specialize and be known for something is super helpful. Um, and so I've had the opportunity uh, to kind of the portals, I would say, is, is where a lot of people reach out to me uh, because I was doing it with ADX um, Studios when it was version 7 and had just been acquired. And so I was familiar with it and still sort of keeping up with it and worked on some portal stuff today. Um, and that's still a fairly new concept to a lot of people is how do we do this and how do we do this well? Uh, because it's customer facing, because it's um, it's not CRM. Uh, and so there's some different things you have to think about. And so I think that's where um, a lot of people have reached out to me and that's what I'm known for here at RSM. But uh, I think the other part that um, I'd like to be known for is, is helping with um, getting new administrators on board. And so I love training and that opportunity to, to take somebody like myself that didn't have that background. How do we get you up to speed where you can contribute either uh, to the team at RSM or to the to the community or even to to the company that you're at. So how do we how do we build those skill sets that are just basic, but they're so fundamental to do them right and to do them well? Yeah, I like it. Give me your top five use cases for portals that you've that you've apps that you've been involved in. You know, like I'll I'll give you one of mine, and then this so that kind of you get where I'm saying. So one of my use cases is that we had um, a statewide water utility company that we they wanted to they had customers that had two or three properties and they wanted to have a single view of all their water supply no matter where the property was in that state so what was their consumption was there ways they could be saving water a, a consolidated bill and the ability to pay it online and see exactly any kind of services that have been done and we use the ADX portal in well you know the the portal's tool that that uh, for that scenario. So tell me about your use cases. Yeah, I think that's that's the one that's re- that's I feel like kind of started it and has resonated and continued is that concept of of governments using a tool set like this. And so uh, we've done a couple of implementations um, here in uh, the King County and Seattle area where constituents are able to log in. And so whether it's helping with um, Again, it's where those two sides of the coin come together, where we have constituents, whether it's uh, parents like putting their kids in for for schooling and putting applications in for that. And then on the flip side, having the teacher be able to log in and track uh, attendance against that that student. And so there's both of those sides. The other one we've seen, again, in government is the opportunity for uh, providers, again, uh, providing services uh, to to people in, uh, in the area. And being able to have those individual providers be able to upload um, their, the information based on the population they're serving. And so that population may be special needs or it may be uh, veterans or it may be um, a number of different things. And so being able to bring those um, sort of disparate things into a central database um, and being able to, on the back end, be able to, to funnel that in so that way we can do reporting out um, at, at the county level and then also that opportunity for providers uh, to see that data and how they stack up. And so how they, how are they against standards? Are they meeting certain uh, thresholds that are, are set out for them uh, in their contracts? So government has certainly 
continue to um, to have that need and it's an easy entry point for them. They're not having to worry about standing up multiple servers and web servers and stuff like that um, because it's all managed. The other one um, that we've seen some traction on is with um, sort of field service type of things. And so uh, really the partner channel, right? So we're managing partners. Um, and this really depends on how how large your organization is, what type of industry you're in. Um, because depending on the number of, um, if, if, you, if you just have a, a few subcontractors and those subcontractors only work with a couple of people, then it's easy for them to log in. But if they're if you're working and you have thousands of vendors and those thousands of vendors have hundreds of people they work with, then they're not going to keep track of all the different logins and stuff, right? So so the UK use case varies, but that opportunity to um, either push opportunities or push out data and or to push out uh, reports, I think, is, is continued to be there. Um, and obviously the ones for internal employees, I think that's an opportunity. I haven't had a chance to work on it um, personally, but we have seen uh, certainly interest in that. Um, and again, depends if somebody's already got the SharePoint thing going on. Because if they do, then that's already there and they can roll with it. But yeah. So tell me about, you know, you became an MVP. How did your company uh, recognize that was an achievement yeah, that's my question. How did they rec- <laughs> just leave it how- there. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, I could say more, but like, yeah, how did they recognize you as as in so? <laughs> yeah, no, no need to say more. Yeah, um, there's been opportunity. So, number of different things. Um, I've had opportunities prior to becoming an MVP to do things that I I wouldn't have had the opportunity otherwise. So, I've been going to Summit for the last three plus years, um, Dynamics Communities, uh, and so. Uh, that was something that I had an opportunity to do uh, because I was presenting and was leading academies and, and building the community around that. I chapter leader as well. And so um, felt very much supported in those efforts because that's what I enjoyed doing. And so uh, that opportunity to, to do that pre any uh, recognition was um, was very meaningful to me uh, in that, that opportunity there. Um, since becoming an MVP, it's been interesting because it's been all COVID and stuff like that. But um the there is financial recognition, um, and so that was very um, welcome. I yeah, was excited exactly, to receive right? that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so that was uh, again not why you do this, but it's not you wouldn't say no to it. Yeah, you've got you've got kids to feed, right? Family <laughs> yeah, to look exactly. after and stuff. No one's going to turn down an increase in the paycheck. So that's good. What else? What else? So yeah, so that and then opportunities to to mentor, I think, is the biggest one. Is there's been additional opportunities and people see that and recognize um, that this is special and it's an opportunity to to give back and um, in, again create space. So they've created space to so that we can help mentor others that are interested in giving back to the community uh, because people want to do that. And especially during this time, they're they're looking for those outlets. They're looking for those those ways to give back and just helping guide that. And again, it's a, a great opportunity because it's something I enjoy doing is that that teaching aspect. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, Anything you were surprised about on becoming an MVP that you were like, you know what? I didn't realize that. The volumes of emails that these MVPs send out. I I don't know if it was coming back. I was on paternity leave, paternity leave and stuff like that. But um, just the, the amount of emails and the amount of interactions with the product team, um, you often hear about it. Uh, but when you're actually exposed to it, um, 
there's just all these people around the world literally are excited about this product and want to see it improve and they want to give feedback and they're giving great feedback. Um, and so just learning to manage that, that you can't read them all and it's okay that you don't read them all. Um, and so that, uh, I think that was the biggest surprise. I think the other one was, um, just how much the product team enjoys hearing from people and then also working with with people that are have items that they they bring up and they actually it's crazy i mean you you hear it about all the time where you're going to do a demo the next day and you 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 come across something that wasn't there when you practiced in the morning and you send it out and then just how they rally around that and try to make sure that you get that resolved not just because it's a demo but because they want to see you succeed and they want to see the product uh, improved and better and so that was something that you, you don't see on the outside and so i was excited about that yeah, it was interesting. Just as you were saying that, and you you talk, and you're particularly when you say the volume of emails, you're talking about e- internal access to um, lists, you know, email lists that uh, give you access inside the product team. And I just thought I would refresh my unread emails <laughs> on those lists. I wouldn't suggest and, that right now. And, and, and I've got one, two, three, four, five lists that I'm, I'm uh, you know, as an MVP, I'm, I'm a part of. And the total volume of email that I've not read across that is just over 4,000 emails. <laughs> and that's since what, the beginning of the week? <laughs> no, I don't know when I last looked, but is it, isn't that nuts? It is nuts, right? It's, it's a phenomenal volume to, to, to go through. But it just shows the, the amounts that people want to invest in the, the product and see it better. And I think that's what goes unseen and unsung uh, by, from the product team, uh, just the efforts that they put in and the product managers uh, who really, I mean, it's been neat being in Seattle because we get, when we were meeting, we met at Advanta uh, for our user groups. And so they, they would come down and present and it was awesome. Uh, Cause they had a passion for it. And it's something totally unique that you have, you know, by, and by the way, those listening, when, when Seth talks about Advanta, Advanta is the part of the campus and the, or the set of three buildings that make up the BizApps team where they've traditionally lived for some time. They've got other offshoots all around the world, but this is kind of like where R and D and stuff sits for, you know, a lot of the dynamics products. Yeah. Awesome, man. Awesome. So, Look at that. We've already we've already capped our time, so to speak. Um, so I'm going to jump. I found it very interesting. And so I'm going to now jump to some quick fire questions. And uh, just, you know, I've just scanned some of these as the apps randomly produce them. And, uh, mate, some of them are curly. They're curly questions. So. <laughs> of course they get those ones. Okay. So, I mean, like when you I say curly. You know this is why people stay on, right? They're, they're the kind of questions that you have to, I suppose, there's going to be the the first thing that pops into your mind, and then there's going to be, wow, what is the answer to that? So that's why I say that curly, okay? Okay. So here's the first one. How do you prevent missed opportunities? So the way that I've prevented missing opportunities is is being willing for change. Um, and so there's there's change that comes at you all the time, whether it was me changing careers or um, made a move, um, a physical move, uh, for opportunities. It's, it's being willing to say yes, knowing that it's going to be painful, um, for a time, but, uh, knowing that it's going to be exciting as a part of that and lean into that. Um, and so I think that's how you, how you don't miss opportunities. Yeah. Awesome. What song best defines your life? There's so many different songs. Um, I, so the, the song, my wife's song and mine is, um, 
Shut Up and Dance by Walk the Moon. And so just um, I think that's something that we enjoy is just um, we enjoy dancing. We enjoy like letting loose and just, uh, again, just enjoying that time and and not taking yourself too seriously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so what do you think is the meaning of life? Wow, these are curly, dude. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> I mean, apart from, I don't know, have you heard the, the answer, the meaning of life is 42? Yeah, that would be the easy one, right? Uh, and just the mice and just, just well, now you need to know what the question is. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so do, but does anything come to mind, yeah, for you? I mean, it's a hard one. It's a hard one, right? Yeah, I think the meaning of life, and there's, there's different ways to, to approach that. But um, for me, uh, in, in the beliefs that I have, I think the meaning of life is to, uh, to honor, uh, to honor God, and to 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 respect others, and uh, as you're going through life, uh, making sure that um, again uh, treating uh, each other as you would be treated, um, and, and yeah, I like it. I like it. A good answer. Describe a time in your life when the phrase "When it rains, it pours." Uh, yeah, now 2020. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was. Uh, Within the last six months, um, applied for a new position within RSM uh, as a consumer product senior analyst, uh, and that had all sorts of things that started May 1st, uh, getting an MVP on, on March 1st, uh, around the same time having a daughter, um, purchased a house in, in March as well, and COVID hit in March. And so uh, it was a branding and pouring season, and uh, I think it's, it's finally letting up a little bit, uh, and maybe I'll get back to live streaming here soon. I like it. I like it. Who deserves credit for your successes in life apart from yourself? Uh, definitely my parents and my uh, my wife. Uh, they both are super supportive of my parents early on, uh, just guiding and, and always being there for those late night talks when you're trying to figure out life as a teenager. Um, and then my wife has been um, supportive uh, all along the ways when I want to build a new computer or, or do whatever. Um, she's been there to support me um, mentally as well. There was opportunities that I had to, to go visit some other people, uh, to go visit Gus. And that was something that she saw that, hey, you need to go. Uh, you need you need a break. You need to that release. Um, and so, yeah, huge support there. Mm-hmm. Very good. Last one. And it's, and it's, it's still a curly. <laughs> um, <laughs> where do you feel you sometimes feel short of your potential? Uh, I feel like it all the time. Um, I feel like I say yes too often. Um, and so, uh, when, when I'm doing things, I feel like, um, again, you, you get there about 80% of the way there and, um, and then time's up. And so I think, uh, I think time management is something that is, is a weakness. And so I think, uh, in a lot of areas, I feel like, uh, I'm short, um, as I go through things. Mate, good call, good good answers. I've, I've enjoyed uh, spending this uh, short 25 minutes with you. Yeah. Um, thanks, mate, for coming on the show. It was awesome being on here, Mike. Mark, have a good one. Hey, thanks for listening. I've been your host, Business Applications MVP Mark Smith, otherwise known as the NZ365 Guy. Please like and subscribe in your favorite podcast app. And if you would like to leave a review or check out the reviews, go to nz365guy.com forward slash reviews. I've got links there to all the different platforms. There might be one that you use that you can quickly leave a review. Otherwise, stay safe and see you next time.